पॉट बुक्स विदानीता एस छे असमी नॉट द एंड क्रॉनिकल्स चैप्टर 52 वी वॉक्ड फॉर सम टाइम इन साइलेंस सेटलिंग इनटू अ ग्लम साइलेंस ही हैड फाइनली लेफ्ट मी अलोन विद माय ट्रबलिंग थॉट्स बाय नाउ वी हैड ऑलमोस्ट रीच द फार्म हाउस इट वुड हैव टेकन अस अ फ्यू मोर मिनट्स टू रीच बट वी कुड सी द हाउस फ्रॉम दिस डिस्टेंस I looked at the house that appeared to be approaching us too soon. I was taking faster steps, suddenly wanting to take back all that I had so honestly shared. It had been so easy for him to coax me into confessing. His ankle perhaps had slowed him down or that he was processing all that I had said, analyzing it, preparing to give his judgment. I didn't want any advice from him. last person on earth who i should let direct my future i told myself asmi he called out my name so i slowed down it was a narrow patch between the neat rows of jowar farm on both sides that tried to overgrow in this favorable climate i turned behind and waited for him to catch up he took two fast steps right left right on this third step he shouted and ah ah of sharp pain he had exerted the ankle he did not move for a second by then i covered the distance between us i held him by the wrist to give him the strength to bear the pain that he anticipated as he touched the foot again lightly to the ground sliding my upward turned palm underneath his i tried to support him he kind of limped carefully not putting weight on my arm He hopped just a step or two turning his confused gaze on me. He was almost staring when I asked, "Do you want to say something?" "Ah, uh, yes. No." He fumbled. "Why now? Look who is hiding things." I asked looking straight in his eyes to lighten up the serious mood. A soft breeze caressed my cheeks, cleansing away the remnants of any resentment that I had from our past. Locking his eyes into mine, he asked me, maintaining the serious mood, "How much do you hate me?" "What?" I asked, but looked away, taken aback by this bold question. "I know you hate me, and I deserve your hatred. Knowingly or unknowingly, I am responsible for starting this wheel of suffering in your life. I just wanted to know how much of it is forgiven. I wanted to know, as me, I honestly, I mean to do whatever possible to prove that I am sorry." He began cluing me into the thoughts behind the changes that I had noticed in his smiling and staring. Let us not talk about it, please, Anand. I said, gritting my teeth and unthinkingly tightening my grip on his hand. He stopped walking, and I too had to stop for him. He let go of my hand for a brief second, and that reminded me to take some air in my lungs. But before I let out the sigh of relief he held it back with both of his hands and kept staring at me challengingly standing right in front of me How dare he intimidate me by boring holes through his studying gaze in my eyes waiting for me to fall apart as though I have some explaining to do How many times am I supposed to give him a way out saying let's not talk about it Snatching my hand I said You conveniently called off our marriage 6 years after your parents had fixed it. 
I have nothing to say about your refusing to marry me, but for those six years, you did not think it was necessary for me to know you were not interested in marrying me. I was just fifteen, Anand, and in the innocence of that age, I believed we were to be married immediately after my graduation. I was clearly told this, Anand. I couldn't believe I had said it. Shocked, I zipped my lips that they may not go on without my practical mind's permission to talk. See, I can explain. I did not know that my parents had promised on my behalf. I wasn't here then. I rebelled only to the idea of an arranged marriage. I had refused only for their over-interference in my life. I didn't know how you were emotionally devastated by my refusal, how you lost weight, or how you felt about me in the first place. I got to know just recently, and that too when I had come for Puneet's funeral. A sorry after so many years wouldn't make up for what you had gone through. After that, I saw you at Ajay's funeral. That again was not the right time to take up the past. He said, looking earnestly in my eyes to let me know how he felt. He kept staring at me unblinkingly, waiting for a response. His eyes red like they were thanking me for letting him apologize. I stood my ground. I did not look away, but said, "Forget it. What is done is done. I don't want to discuss any of it now. You will not say any more of it if you respect me." Challenging him thus would stop him, I thought, but he went on. I do respect you a lot, Asmi, but I can't bear to see what I see for myself in your eyes. I mean my sorry. I really mean it. You don't know how it feels to feel guilty. I can do whatever possible to earn the love and respect back from you. Please, Asmi, don't look away before you say I'm forgiven. I couldn't look away even if I wanted. The pleading in his eyes had done the intended. It had cast a magic spell. I was scared how he would react if I dared to look away. At the same time, I couldn't even make myself say that I had forgiven him. It had hurt too much to let him off the hook so easily. He went on. Since I came back married to Priyanka, my family had avoided telling me how you had become almost a part of our family for those six years. It was in frustration and anger that your Didi finally told me about. how difficult it was for you to accept my refusal and face people she told me about your struggle for higher studies you were distressed by your husband's death when i got to know all about it i can't tell you how i felt when i came to know what i had done to you and to your special feelings for me i had to stop him i had to stop this i didn't intend to lash out my anger at him i was angry only with myself for being so naive it is okay it is okay if that is what you will hear to stop all this I blurted out agitated. Sorry again for pushing you for forgiveness. I'm sorry. He repeated making me feel even worse now. His eyes silently begging, his gaze saying what his heart felt. Move aside Anand, we have to go home. I pleaded and he stepped aside. This narrow path which was slightly mounted compared to the rows cut out for the jowar crop on both sides was rough and stony. I could not pass without his moving aside and I could not move without holding his hand again as he needed support. I reflected on the situation for a moment and then said, "I can walk fast and send someone from the farmhouse to help you. I know you won't like to even lend your hand to me. I know how much you despise me." He said sounding hurt, dejected and innocent. I contested his accusation by saying, "Holding prince with one hand is not easy." You can take the support of my shoulder if you don't prefer to wait. We have almost reached. Hesitating for a moment, he agreed. 
and I turned my back on him wanting to hide my face from his scrutinizing gaze. He kept shooting sideways glances up my way reading whatever expressions passed on my face. I had noticed but did not mind taking it to be an easier way to convey the past was forgiven rather than the embarrassment of putting into words what I had felt for him once and how his refusal had broken my heart. Asmi not the end chronicles by Anita SJ to be continued.